Today's episode of The Little Pod That Could is brought to you by The Grass Shack. The Grass Shack is a full-service cannabis dispensary in the Portland area with friendly staff and the spirit of aloha. They are also the Portland area's CBD leader. Stop in and say aloha and check them out on thegrassshackpdx.com. We're also brought to you by Clarity Media. Clarity Media, a full-service photography company. Whether you need to get your senior photos done or capture that once-in-a-lifetime event, Clarity can meet your needs. Check them out on Instagram at Clarity with a K underscore media on Instagram and send a DM for more info. Finally, we are brought to you by Rescued Heroes. At Rescued Heroes, we try to expand the pool of people willing to adopt shelter dogs. Check us out on Instagram at Rescued with a D Heroes. What's up, podcast peeps? Uh, Before we get started today, I just wanted to say how for real thankful and humbled I am that anyone is listening to the podcast. When I started, I didn't know if anyone would listen. We're getting about 30 downloads or 30 listens per episode, which is awesome. I never expected that, so thank you. I'm thankful that people are listening and are into it. We have created a Twitter because we'd like it to be like a little bit more interactive, so you can tell us how dumb we are or you like that point or whatever. It's uh, at the little pod that could on Twitter. Also, if you would, please like, subscribe, or not like, but subscribe to the podcast and leave a review that will help us kind of move up the ranks and maybe we could get 40 or 50 people to listen uh, to the podcast. So if you would do that, please, I would be completely humbled Um, today on the podcast. Super excited. We're going over the latest Netflix craze bird box. My friend Nick and I are going to come on and talk about all kinds of things. So if you have not seen it, just a heads up, huge spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the whole movie and giveaway stuff. So if you haven't seen it, you should probably turn off the podcast right now. Go watch the movie and then come back and listen to the pod. But again, we just wanted to say thank you. Also, don't forget, we got the Game of Thrones Season 1 recap episode dropping on Saturday. I think our friend Tyler might join us too. So it'll be a fun time. Anyway, thank you again. Thank you so much. We're super humbled, super grateful that anyone was listening. And with that... Let's get to the pod. All right, welcome uh, to Little Pod That Could. I've got my friend Nick on the line today. We're going to talk about the latest craze going along, uh, going around on Netflix, Bird Box. We both uh, watched it Saturday night, is that right? Uh, Yeah, Saturday night, yep. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. Uh, Nick is... is uh, kind of a smart guy too so hopefully uh, our opinions will be something people will be interested in and uh, we'll just fire away into it so tell me first of all overall what did you think of the movie well so kind of the backstory for me didn't really know too much about it until i saw all the memes on social media about bird box and yeah. blindfolds so that kind of caught my attention um and then it prompted me to then watch it but i mean overall my impression uh i did think it was very good um throughout the entire story i thought that it was it, it kept along at a good pace um it kept you engaged with the storyline itself and then kind of some of the character interactions um but yeah i mean overall yeah it was a it was very well done and i was surprised to see something like that from netflix they kind of stepped their game up and they really have with, they're killing it yeah, so it's cool to see Netflix kind of step out of their traditional 
kind of stream everybody else's content and go into making their own content. I know they've made series in the past, like they have a couple of their own series that I do enjoy, like The Punisher, for instance. That's a good one. That's a Netflix brand, but yeah, yeah I never, what was your? I never watched that. I never, but I mean, you know, Stranger Things. They did that. I think the first like big movie movie they did was that Sandler one where he had like six brothers and none of them looked a lot. You know what I mean? Do you remember that one? The I don't think I saw that one. No. It, I would like Terry Crews was his brother, Nick Swartz. It was like it's like a comedy one. Yeah, it was, okay, but it yeah. came out only on Netflix. Like it didn't come out. So, huh. and I remember it was a big deal at the time because people were like, "Oh my gosh, Netflix is just producing movies now." And blah blah blah. So, um, yeah. So, but this one, it's crazy. The thing before we get into the movie, like the thing that I thought was crazy was like how big of an impact Netflix has. I mean, they can literally, like, sway culture. They can sway pop culture. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it reminds me of, like, Making a Murderer when that came out a couple years ago. Like, everybody was watching that. Yeah, they're they're definitely good at hype. And I think just kind of the fact that they were able to bring so many big names into this movie, too, kind of was the hype. Um, Yeah, and we'll get to that. I didn't, I mean, because I didn't know anything about it either. Like, I was just going off of the memes, and I was like, what the hell? When... Yeah, likewise. Yeah. I didn't until I obviously progressed the movie, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's so-and-so. I would never expect Netflix to want to contract an actor of that magnitude and put him in a movie. <laughs> but, yeah, and it yeah. seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. It's like the weird thing about Netflix movies is it just, like, just shows up. You know, like, I mean, other movies that are coming out in the theater, like, there'll be previews and, you know, I don't know, yeah. hype around it. But Bird Box, at least I never heard of it. It just like showed up yeah, and people no. were talking Appar- about it. Well, apparently it's based on a book. Um, I've never read the book. I don't know anything about the book, but what I've read kind of just like doing some background research on the movies that it's based on a book loosely at this point. But yeah. When I heard it was like supposedly a metaphor for mental health. Is that true? I didn't see anything about that, but okay. I could see some, I could see some um, kind of something in line with that based on what we see through the movie. Once we get to those parts, yeah, the um, only research... I, oh, yeah, speaking of which, huge spoiler alert. Like, if you haven't watched the movie, you probably should stop the podcast, go watch the movie, and then come back, because we are definitely going to talk about the whole entire movie. Just now you've been warned. Uh, yes. <laughs> shoot, what was I going to say? Oh, the only research I did was I know that 45 million people watched it the first weekend it was out. Yeah, I did see that. I saw that, which is... That's a crazy number. Impressive. Yes. I mean, you, you figure, like, opening like numbers for like box offices you figure 45 million per movie tickets wise that's a pretty that's a pretty big release obviously kind of a hard to compare the two in the sense that you're going to a movie theater versus easier to just see it at your home right that's a that's a pretty big viewing for just over the course of a weekend do you think that netflix could eventually put movie theaters out of business Mm, i mean it's hard to say i i think that Right now, Netflix is good at kind of broadcasting what the movie business puts out. And I yeah. think with movies like Bird Box, they're trying to make their own brand and kind of cut out, put them, take themselves out of the middleman position and be the kind of the upper position where it's just all revenue for them. Yeah, well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, part of the reason streaming 
became so popular because it was so easy. Like, oh, I don't have exactly. to go to the movie, you know, the blockbuster video and get a, get a Blu-ray. Like, I can just watch it on my TV. But, like, why wouldn't movies – it seems like movie theaters should do that too and start just releasing it. You pay and you can watch it at your house. You know, well, like, I know that they do. I know DirecTV, for instance, has a service like that where I think after a movie's been out for like a week or two, you can actually stream it from your um, like DirecTV box. It's obviously a lot more expensive than just going to the movie and sure. it from what I've seen. But um, people are going to pay for the convenience. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, and okay, I mean, I thought it's like idea. opportunity cost too. I, if you think about it, you can save money at home. You don't have to spend $14 on a soda and popcorn. You can True. pop in some Orville Redenbacher and it pop a coke and that's like three dollars true true so here i thought i had some really good ideas some cutting edge thing direct tv's probably been doing it for 10 years okay so <laughs> no only a few years oh okay oh, I'm only i've a few never years done behind. it personally cool. I've, I've just seen it like strolling through channels but yeah all right let's dive into the movie um so the first thing that i wanted to talk about was how smart it was that blindfolds in the movie yeah, because um, I, I was thinking like if if I'm getting chased by anything that's scary, the one sense I need is my sight. Exactly. Like I could be deaf and still have a chance. I could not be able to touch stuff or smell stuff and still probably get away. But if I can't see, and I don't even I can't even see what's going on, that's scary. Well, yeah, and and I think that was obviously one of the big things that they wanted to prey on was like human senses. Sure. So there's been, there's been, I know we have a talking point about this later, but there's been other movies um, kind of like the quiet place where they, you need to be very quiet. Like you can't make a sound. Right. Um, that sort of thing. So, I mean, with this, obviously it's terrifying. I mean, imagine being in like a pitch black room, like say like a haunted house and you have somebody jump out and grab you. I mean, you don't know where that person is. So obviously your first reaction is going to be to like, jerk away from them you know right so but yeah with that um and so the blindfold thing itself i thought was kind of interesting because even at the beginning of the movie the movie itself kind of doesn't go chronologically it's kind of like a flashback so it'll yeah. go it'll so yeah it'll start um and then it'll go back to like the way life was before the incident happened and that sort of thing but they didn't even realize that they needed to use blindfolds until maybe like i would say halfway through the movie Right. Which, I mean, I don't know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I thought it was cool that they filmed like you were looking through the blindfold. Yeah, that that too. Because it made I mean, me that, feel like uh, yes. it was like stressing me out. Yeah, because perspective-wise, when there's a couple of scenes where like um, Sandra Bullock's character is running through like woods, and you just you, they have like a little like maybe like really skewed vision where only they can only basically see like light and darkness through their blindfold. And yet she's at like a dead sprint through the woods and you're like, wow, is she going to run into a tree or is she going to right. like, but yeah, it definitely gives you anxiety. I agree. It gave me anxiety watching it. Like, whoa. Like, yeah. Which is awesome that a, you know, movie yeah. can, you know, like make you feel anything. I think anytime, anytime a movie makes me feel something, whether I laugh or I cry or in this case, scared out of my mind, super anxious, like it's awesome. No. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. All right, let's talk about the crazy things, like the people that were in here. Like, what the – John Malkovich was the first one for me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, no, same here. I was – that was kind of like, well, big name, big name actor. I mean, we're talking about a guy who has been since like the 80s in a, in a lot of movies on a, and across a lot of different roles in big movies. 
Yeah, and so, is like one of the best actors probably of this generation. Uh, yeah, I would argue, yeah, at least top five, and that's why I was like, whoa, to see to see somebody like that in a movie that's going straight to DVD kind of was like, or straight to Netflix was like, whoa, Netflix yeah. is really... They're not messing around, has, like they're trying yeah, to be a real player, yeah. Exactly, they're I, bringing on... Yeah, and I guess maybe the first one I thought I forgot is Sarah Paulson, who played uh, Sandra Bullock's sister. Yeah, yeah. And she was Marsha Clark in um, the OJ miniseries, which is awesome, too. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. I I did not see that. I saw her as a character in it. For me, um, Sarah Sarah Paulson, just in the American Horror Story series, um, kind of, I mean, she's probably one of my favorite actors that's across all the series. Yeah, she's awesome. And she's super good in the OJ thing. She plays Marsha Clark. She's amazing. Um, yeah, I believe it. She's she's a very good actor. Yeah, so I mean, and the crazy thing is, she has like a small part. Like, she dies early. I know. On. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. I I kind of made a joke about that at the beginning before I realized that like some of these other big name actors were in there was that because she was in the very, she was in the movie for a very short period of time and I kind of joked that oh Netflix didn't want to pay her for a, a role you know <laughs> so they didn't have the budget for it like hey, we're gonna kill you kill you off quick sorry yeah and then and then I was like whoa John Malkovich whoa MGK whoa, yeah right. Bitch. That's okay. So that, yeah, that brings me to the next one. I'm like, MGK? I'm like, what the heck? Like, cause he was in, uh, Nerve, that, um, DeFranco, what's the younger DeFranco? Dave DeFranco Dave movie. Yeah. He was in that, yeah, yeah. and he's been in something else too, but I can't remember what. I'm, I'm not sure. I have, to be honest, um, I, I haven't seen Nerve. I know that he was in that one. Um, I just know MGK from his music and obviously his shot that he took at Eminem sure. this last year. Which um, there's been some good bird box memes. There has. Too. That was pretty good. There but has. I saw one that had me laughing. It was funny because, like, hopefully people have watched this and we're not spoiling it because that was kind of the cool part for me. It was like, oh, you know, I was like, hey, that person, oh, that's, you know what I mean? It was like there kept being cool people showing up in the movie, you know? So even, like, old B.D. Wong, like, B.D. Wong has been, like, in movies forever, and he played Doctor Strange in Gotham, the TV show. But yeah. he's been, dude, he's been around forever. forever. I know, like, it's funny, I, so a couple of days ago, I was just watching Jurassic Park, and I kind of forgot that he was, yep. like, a lead Good call. in there. He, <laughs> yep, he's, he, he's Jurassic super Park. young in that movie. And yeah. I was just like, whoa. And but he I mean, looks the same from, like, 1980 until just, like, about five years ago. He actually looked a little older this time. Yeah. I was like, oh, dang, he's finally aging. For know, 30 like, years, he didn't age. He just has, he has great genes. Seriously. But, insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when we talked kind of about the census thing... I, and how smart it was. I, I do think it was really smart. When you can't see, it just automatically makes things more tense. And we talked about, did you see the A Quiet Place? I did, yeah. I saw it in theaters. Yeah, awesome, right? Yeah, John, yeah, John Krasinski, that guy. Yeah. I mean, from The Office. I love him in that. But yeah. I was interested to see him taking an expanded role and kind of going with this direction. I know he's in a couple of other movies where you kind of see like a different character from him. But right. yeah, A Quiet Place. And then he's in Jack yeah. Ryan right now, too, on the, on Amazon. Yeah, so he exactly he's doing big things now. Yeah, but um, the thing I liked about a quiet place I thought was so smart was the sound became like a character in the movie too, and because it had to be quiet so much in the movie, when they did make it loud, it was like super scary because like, oh you know like you knew it was well, yeah, coming that, too and you still jumped because there was such a you know quiet and then super loud you know what I mean yeah, so just that contrast with your like with just your senses I mean it makes you. Makes you jump. I mean, that's the whole thing with scary movies. Like, you notice, I mean, for me, like, most of the scariness for a movie is just in the 
instrumentals they have going on in the background and the noises. Right. Like if you if you turn the sound off and you just just show pictures on the screen, I mean it's not gonna be that scary. But yeah, no, a quiet place. Yeah, the contrast between having to be very quiet and then when those moments when they like attracted the attention of the monster, you're like, oh crap. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I thought it was an interesting twist that crazy people weren't affected by whatever these creatures are. Yeah. So, I I think that, and this is just my take on it. So, basically, and this this kind of is another spoiler. So, there's a scene in the movie, kind of as it's progressed, and the incident actually makes its way to America, and our main, I guess, protagonists are all together in a house. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the characters kind of apparently had been doing research on this subject, and he was calling it this. This was the quote unquote end game, essentially that humanity had been judged and had been deemed left wanting essentially we were not up to standard for what whatever entity was judging us sure but he was saying that these spirits were a collection of different different religions basically coming and portray portraying themselves as our worst fears and in mm. people that yeah so and this was kind of like with sarah paulson's character people that are like really happy-go-lucky um not depressed normal people that are living everyday life this creature basically causes them extreme sadness. And you can kind of see in their eyes, they, their eyes dilate and it kind of change colors, almost like they're being hypnotized almost. Yeah. Um, but then it, it prompts them to do illogical things and like, and cause bodily harm. So like basically kill themselves. Right. Um, but the, so long, long story short here, the crazy people, um, either a, their brain is messed up in the sense that the creatures aren't able to, I guess, change their their brains um chemistry to make them be crazy because they already are crazy Hmm. or they've already experienced that extreme sadness and they think that um or well this is another part that's made them like immune to it yeah it makes them immune to it and Hmm. they they almost become like at the will of the creatures yeah that was the thing it was like yeah they weren't affected by it but they were on team they were on team creatures they were they were like almost booby trapped people yeah. Um, there's a couple there's a couple of other scenes where you see people who who are acting like they're fine and they're wanting help. Yeah. Well, and yeah, we'll get it, to Gary in a second, but Yeah. Yeah, that so, was kind of my thing too. I was thinking, well, why are they working with them and they were like almost like uh religious zealots where they were trying to they were like yes. see the light, it's beautiful and blah 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 or whatever. I'm like, wait a minute. What like why are see, they why how did they get recruited to be like evangelists for these creatures and that and that's the thing um i know one part of the movie talks about um one of the like mental institutions for the criminally insane they escaped in the los angeles area or whatever yeah and that so this kind of goes into gary thing but he had made this story up about how these people had escaped and then broken into their house and forced their eyes open or whatever but yeah i thought it was interesting that there were characters that were like blatantly crazy that were trying to force people's eyes open Versus towards the end of the movie, you see like a band of, I don't even know what you'd call them. I guess vigilantes basically yeah. trying to kill people. They were more like conscious and aware. You don't think they um, were crazy? No, I think that they were crazy, but I don't think okay. that. So like in the, for instance, when they went that first food run, they went on to the grocery store. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're there. And then they realize somebody's banging on the back door. That what was guy, that guy's name? Charlie? 
Charlie, yeah, he he had he had a mental issue, based or that's what we were told by one of the characters who had worked with him at that grocery store. Yeah, but so I mean, from that character who is basically like I would say essentially a human booby trap, he's knocking on the door trying to get people to let him in so he can trick them into opening their eyes or whatever and letting the monsters in. Right. So maybe these people at the end of the movie were just a more evolved form of Charlie. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Cause yeah, they didn't they they hadn't they didn't have the crazy eyes, like no, everyone I mean, else did. They were armed, coherent. Yeah, they were operating a motor vehicle that didn't have its windows blacked out. Yeah, so but they, still seemed they immune, they immune to but, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I think it's probably one of those situations where it's very person specific. Some people are able to function versus other people just go completely crazy. I don't yeah. Know. Hmm. When I thought about because I mean talking about gary i mean we talked we mentioned him i was thinking about titling the episode gary's an asshole and i still might but uh you know yeah, like no, that I was a, that a... was you know probably the turning point in the movie yep 100 percent. you know because I mean, I mean go ahead no well, i was gonna say so kind of in that scene after they let him in um john malkovich is very john malkovich character is very um, apprehensive of letting him in and basically at, at shotgun says right all right we've had our fun it's time for you to leave buddy yes but gary kind of assumes this fetal position and basically plays on the the morality of the rest of the group on well we can't just kick this guy out like he'll die right and he used that to his advantage obviously he was an evil he had malicious intent when he came into the house yes um so kind of that scene where he where he actually shows his true crazy is also where the two pregnant characters are having their babies, which and is John crazy Malkovich, at the same yeah, time. John oh. gets locked into the garage. Right. So, I mean, that's what I put in my notes. Always trust Malkovich. Like, I mean, exactly. If yeah, you're, he, you know, if you're with him, he's sketchy on somebody. You should be sketchy on somebody. Yeah. He, he has it in this movie. He has it. He's right on. I mean, there's times where we see him and we're like, wow, this guy is an extreme asshole. But at this point, he was, I mean, he was right on the money with Gary. Um, yeah. And one of the big issues I, I wanted to see what you thought, because this is like a scary movie trick, but we never see the creatures. Except for Gary's drawing, we never see the creatures. Yeah, the so, yeah. Um, I I do think, I mean, obviously that was on purpose. Yes. I, I had read something online that the um, producers were not wanting to show it just because um, not putting a face to what you're afraid of kind of plays into that whole fear thing where, wow, like what really is this thing coming after me? You know? Yeah. Um, apparently on the set, the, and the, some of the actors, I think Sandra Bullock commented on this, but basically they, cause they had a character that was the, the boogeyman quote unquote. Um, but it was like this big green thing with like a baby baby's face or whatever. And it looked demonic Okay. Why they why they didn't put that in the movie? Like I said, I'm guessing just they wanted to play on the senses a little bit more and not give yeah. you a face to the fray. Well, because I mean, if you think about like Cloverfield, you almost never see the yeah creature very, very, uh, very signs. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see the aliens until you the see very like, end. Yeah. So I mean, it's that's a standard, but even it, you know what it reminded me of because they're like running through the forest and the forest is moving. It reminded me of. Uh, Lost. Did you watch that show back in the day? Um, so I didn't watch all of it. I watched the first season. 
Okay. And yeah, that was another season that, or that was another show that, yeah, you're like, whoa, what the heck is going on here? Well, and I don't know if it was in the first season, but at some point the the forest starts like attacking people. And it did that huh. same thing with like the leaves and stuff. It literally looks exactly like it. I was like, oh my gosh, did the whatever was in the forest that lost finally make its way into the world? And, you know, this is this is lost to bird box, you know? So, cause it was literally like the exact same thing. And I was wondering, I wonder if anyone else noticed that, but I was like, Oh my gosh, it's like when the force was attacking the loss. But yeah. did you, do you wish you had been able to see the creatures other than the drawing? Um, I personally, like after having reflected on the movie, I don't think that seeing the creature would have made it any better. Okay. If anything, it may have just left you feeling like it was you were wanting more because if say they did a creature that was completely like CGI and it looked terrible yeah. and you're like, wow, this is really corny. Like, I don't really want to pay attention to this anymore, you know? Yes. So I think that they played their cards right by not putting it in. Um, I agree. But yeah. Especially cause you can't see like it's, you know, I mean the, the they're blindfolded the whole time. It's almost better that you don't really know like what, what it looks well, like. It, exactly. Like regardless, they would, I mean, we would have only ever seen the creature in a few scenes anyways, just because there were, I mean, obviously at the very beginning when everybody's like going crazy and killing themselves and like mass levels, when the creature first comes to the United States throughout the rest of the movie, I mean, a lot of it's indoors and then there's yeah. times where you can tell that the characters are being chased, but very few parts in the movie where you're like, okay, this would be a scene where I'd be face to face with the actual monster, you know? Right. Obviously, at the very end, you would be. Right. Um, well, not the very end, but close to the very end before they find the sanctuary. Yeah. Um, well, and, and one of the things that you you kind of hit on that I hadn't really thought that much about because I was kind of just thinking like, why is why is she just calling them boy and girl? Like, she's like afraid to name them because she's they're gonna die. She thinks they're gonna die. You know, like I was trying to figure out like why what would be the logic behind that you were kind of talking about sandra bullock's character transformation and for you that was like a big part of the movie yeah so um i mean even in the first scene for the first scenes of the movie when we're kind of in her office or in her like studio or whatever where she's living you see sarah paulson's yeah. character come over yeah. sandra bullock is pregnant her uh, her her the baby's father apparently left her um, but anyway, she's a she's an artist, and you can kind of tell in her art that she's kind of coming from a place where she feels like um, depressed or alone. She's, she's coming from a, a dark of, place. Yeah, a dark place. Exactly. Yeah. She's painting a lot of pictures of people in a like a, so. She there's one picture where or a painting where Sarah Paulson commented on it about how everybody's in the same room, but they're all disconnected. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of how she feels as well. Um, Sandra Bullock's character feels alone. Um, yeah. It kind of gives you a little bit of back. She kind of gives you backstory on her relationship with her mom and dad throughout the movie. Her dad doesn't talk to him because apparently he was not a nice person. Right. And then their mom, she's just not interested in talking to her mom. But so oh. she also go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, go. Oh, I was going to say she, they kind of, when she, her and Sarah Paulson's character go to the, um, their, um, labor, position she you can kind of tell that she's not like very content with being pregnant she doesn't like the thought of being pregnant she doesn't want to be pregnant doesn't want to go into labor um yeah and i think in a roundabout way this is me answering your boy and girl question mm-hmm. i think that's kind of why she named them boy and girl because she didn't want to be pregnant in the first place she's yeah. 
I mean, doesn't have a very personable personality. Like, no, most yeah, 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 yeah. I you noticed that. See just there's there's other scenes where she's interacting with the other pregnant lady who seems to be like a very like happy-go-lucky i want to talk to people very yeah. like full-hearted and sandra bullock's character just kind of mallory just blocks her out like okay whatever you know like all right if this makes you happy sure i don't want to talk to you you know yeah um i yeah, was I curious that... though when they were on the boat and she was like one of you has to look i was like dang it's like yeah, and... such a bad spot because you either put your son out there or you're like, I'll take this girl. She's not my kid. It's not as important. You look. You know, I was like, man, either choice, yeah. you suck. You know, you're either a terrible parent or you're a heartless bastard that isn't protecting a daughter or this girl whose mom died. Yeah, and that was a big turning point in her, I think, her character as well because it's in that moment that she kind of realizes, well, fine, we're, we're, none of us are going to look, you know. Yeah. Um, we're just going to figure it out. And I think that she kind of realizes um, one of Rick's last words, which, spoiler alert as well, um, Rick is a character that she basically falls in love with throughout the movie. That was um, Tom. Rick is Tom, the, Rick yeah, is the dude at the right. You're right. I was reading. I'm sorry. I'm reading my notes. I'm getting out of myself here. That's all right. Uh, but That's yeah, all right. No, Tom. Tom is a character that she kind of falls in love with. Um, throughout and the who movie is and that they, guy? How come I haven't seen him in any movie? He was good. Yeah, I, this is my first time seeing him. He's a good actor. Right. Um, but yeah, so they, they fall in love throughout the movie. Um, and his last words to her were, like, what's what's life if we're not looking forward to something? If we're constantly living in the moment and worrying about what's going to happen right now and we don't give these kids or ourselves anything to look forward to, then we're not living, we're just surviving. True. And I think it's in that scene where she kind of realizes that, like, hey, like, there's more. there's more than just, like, force like surviving so pure survival mode you know yeah she, i think she kind of realized like all right well if we die then we die you know i mean obviously in that scene both everybody falls out of the boat and they they live anyways yeah but i i do think that was a big that was kind of like an aha moment for her like wow this is how i should be acting you know yeah yeah uh, and that was you know so because th then when they get to the sanctuary you know, and it's then it makes that a bigger moment when the the kids get to go play with the other kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I was surprised. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays Rick, the head of the sanctuary, he's been he plays crazy roles. He's played a bunch of weirdos in movies. Yeah. The most. Did you ever see Identity with John Cusack? Uh, I so I I've heard of that one. That's the one where there's like ten of them on an island, right? Yes, there. not on an island, but yes, there's, but like, there's nine of them. And they yeah. all start mysteriously dying. Yep, uh, yep, yep, yep. And he's like the he's the crazy killer. Anyway, it's really good. Yeah, he. So side note, he also um, I recognized him from Stranger Things. He was in the second season. He was one of the like they call them the orderlies, but basically, he was one of the people that was in the mental hospital that was working under Dr. Brenner, who's the main antagonist, basically is okay. creating these little children monsters. But when Eleven forms up with that band of kids and they, they go to like, the, yeah. they have that hit list of people. He's one of the people who's on the list huh. and they go to his house and they try to kill him. He's watching TV and Eleven, Eleven tries to kill him, but then she realizes that he has a family and she, that's not the right thing to do. So they ultimately don't kill him, but yeah. He was in there a very short role, but I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. You have a good him. memory. I don't remember. I've seen – I saw all that. Like, I remember vaguely, but I didn't remember he was the guy in that. 
Yeah, no, I just I just recognized his face. I didn't know his name. I yeah, I, I don't know his name either. I called him Rick. <laughs> so I didn't know the, yeah, I I think his name is like Taylor Pruitt something. Yeah. Um, I had to look it up the other day and say like, wow, what? Okay, where was this? Because I know him. I could see the scene in my head, but I couldn't remember exactly where it was in the Order of Stranger Things season two. Yeah, he's but, really yeah. good in Identity. The movie is awesome. Yeah, and I mean, he has a short role in this movie too, kind of at the end. Yeah. Um, so we don't really get to see a lot from him other than kind of like the saving grace for Mallory and boy and girl. Um, yes. Well, so, you mean Olympia and yes. Tom. Olympia and Tom, you're right. At the very end, they do – Mallory does name them, which I think Olympia and Tom are very appropriate names for them. Definitely, of course. I mean, that was – yeah. That was basically like when Harry names his kid Albus – Snape or Severus or whatever. Exactly. He names them. Yeah, of course. He has to. Very symbolic. Spoiler alert if you haven't read Harry Potter or seen the movie. Sorry. But, if, you um... have, if you haven't read Harry Potter, yeah, I wouldn't give a spoiler <laughs> alert for that. I mean, at this point, them. you know, it's been like 10 years since the last book was out. So. Yeah, only 10 years. Spoiler yeah. Alert. yeah. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was that the soundtrack was done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch, who were like. They just did mid nineties, uh, Jonah Hill's first directorial debut. But they're like, I mean, Trent Reznor obviously lead singer of Nine Inch Nails and had this, yep. has had a huge musical career. But in the last probably ten to fifteen years, he's done a bunch of um, soundtrack and scoring for movies, and he's become like this really well known uh, musician or like I don't know whatever you call. It people who score movies but sound yeah sound i guess they'd be like sound engineers or something not sound because i mean I think those people are doing like the actual sound in the movie but like whatever soundtrack guys whatever you call those guys they've become really like that's them well-known soundtrack guys mm-hmm. and i thought the music was cool in this movie yeah no i i definitely i i like the music as well um i think it was very fitting i didn't i can't even think of a scene in my head where i'm like this music is really interesting for the scene. I think it was all very well pieced together. For sure. Um, and I'm definitely excited to see that movie, Mid-90s. Me too. I was pissed I missed it in the theater. Yeah, me too. I, I kind of, I mean, that was on my mind, but not on my mind. So I'll catch yeah. it eventually. Yeah. But yeah. I know. I want to see it too. It looks really good. Um, all right. Anything else that you want to talk about with this movie? Um, I mean, overall, very good movie. Would Scale of 1 to 10, where do you put it? Oh, probably, I would say like a solid 8. An 8, wow, okay. Yeah, Um. I mean, I feel like for me, like a 9 or a 10 is like a something that you would see on like an IMDb top 20 movie, you know? Okay. I think that... So it's it right outside well. the top 20 then is what you're saying. Well, no, I mean, it's it's a good movie. It. I definitely think that it's like... In the probably the I mean our decade probably in the top 250 movies I don't think it's like Inception or like um, yeah. movies that are all ma- of that magnitude you know. Do you think you'll or, watch it again at some point? I don't. So for me personally, I find it very hard to watch movies again if okay. I've already, if I know what's gonna happen. Hmm. I don't think I mean even if I wasn't like that I don't see myself watching this one again right away. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's good for a good first watch. So I wasn't saying right away. I'm just saying because I sort of look at what's the rewatchability for me. Like, will I, will I watch this movie a bunch of times? That's kind of how I figure whether a movie is awesome or not. So, like, Tombstone, 
I saw Tombstone four times in the theater. Boys in the Hood. I saw Boys in the Hood four times in the theater. So I think, like, and those are two of my favorite movies all time. So I look yeah. at it like, would I watch this movie in the theater four times? And the answer is no. I wouldn't either. But no. it was good. I mean, I mean it was good. Yeah, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't have left that movie thinking, wow, I just threw away $12.70. Yeah, for sure. I would, have, I would have thought that was a good movie. Definitely. And it would have, um, I mean, yeah, I feel like that movie may have actually been better on the big screen, just like A Quiet Place. Like, A Quiet Place is a good movie, but the theater sound exactly is, makes that movie way better. And I, I think there, and we kind of talked about this earlier, but just the, like, the movie theater itself just creates this, um, like, environment that's so unique to movies. Um, yeah. I think... Don't you I think don't, as it, the technology gets cheaper and more affordable that people are going to be able to re- recreate similar settings in their own houses, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think that people, like, you. well, and that's what you're talking about, more affordable. I think people can do it now, but the big thing is practicality and affordability. Sure. Um, unless you're a big-name developer or director, com- directing company, you're not going to spend them money to make a 4K movie of this quality, you know? Um, right. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely think... I was, I mean, we, we've already seen it now. Like, if you think of how YouTube's evolved, there's people that put full, like, full-length movies that they developed on YouTube that yeah. are either fully computer-developed or, like, partially, but some of those movies are very good. Like, I, yeah. side note, I saw a, like, a fan-made, um, like, t- teaser trailer for, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi's character, kind of like a spinoff of what they did for this, with a solo Star Wars movie. Okay. But I was like, wow, like, this almost makes me think that like if i hadn't have recognized the scenes because I'm, I'm a star wars nerd yeah um i would have like wow this was a very well done trailer like didn't like lucas arts do this you know right but yeah because they're I not planning on doing an obi-wan movie are they no not that i'm aware of yeah, no i haven't heard that okay unfortunately i think it'd be awesome to see like something like that or like even a yoda backstory or anything i where... saw a darth maul like that like a fan made one and yeah i'm excited so I've like, seen oh, that that'd be too. dope but that one, that one looks good as well, and I, that's kind of like what I was saying. Where I think that it's there, it's just it takes a lot of time and takes a lot of effort to make a good product. Um, yeah. So. Agreed. So now um, we've done Bird Box. My suggestion was the next thing we watch is the new Black Mirror movie. That's a choose your own adventure. What do you think about that? Yeah. Balder Snatch or Bander Snatch or something. So something Snatch. I've, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, so I just heard of this. I haven't actually yes. seen anything about it. I haven't watched the Black Mirror, like, series. Me either. Religiously. I've seen, like, some here and there. I watched one um, episode where a dude was, like, having sex with a pig or something. And yes. I was, was a little confused about what was happening. Was, so, uh, since then, I have not watched any of the episodes. They, yeah, they definitely are known for some very interesting things. Yes. Um, and obviously, like, obviously big sci-fi, that's black mirror um the whole butterfly effect like what can happen right kind of what we're investigating in this well what we're thinking about investigating in this new black mirror kind of choose your adventure series on netflix um but yeah i'm excited to watch that okay so that's gonna be the next one but we also have the game of thrones pod coming up this saturday right yeah this saturday so um are you why i I am forcing myself to because i mean i was was gonna do it anyway i was gonna watch all the episodes and get caught up so i am powering through but it takes those episodes are no joke i know and i mean and this kind of goes to what i was saying earlier 
about just me. It's hard for me to rewatch stuff because I, I, it, it's hard to be engaged the second time because I feel like I remember so much from the first one. Yeah. Um, the first two, three seasons probably won't be as bad, but definitely like from season four onward, I'm going to be grudgingly along like, okay, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> maybe but, I can, I, maybe I just don't pay attention to things. Cause I swear I, I, I'm like, Oh, I never noticed that before. This is the third time I've seen season one. Like, man, I didn't notice that. How, like, how do I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just getting old and I'm forgetting things, but man, <laughs> it is, I, I'm like, how do I, how do I not remember this? Like anyway, so we'll get into that next week. Is there anything else? Final thoughts on bird box. We both say you should watch it. It's definitely, definitely worth watching. It. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything I mean, else? Yeah. No, that, that's all I've got. I think that it's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, you want to watch it. Don't, right. don't sleep on it. Okay, when are we watching uh, Bandersnatch? Oh Lord, I don't know. That's the that's a tough question with Game right. of Thrones. Maybe I know. maybe in the next probably week or so, I would say. Okay. I'll try to put a definite time frame on it. So we maybe that'll um, hit that like in that week because we have Game of Thrones this week, and then we'll try to do Bandersnatch. Yeah. That, so Game of Thrones next will week. be every other week. So yeah, maybe we could do that one kind of as like an interim thing when we're taking off from Game of Thrones, just so that we can get through the series and give you guys good content. Yeah. And, not and just on here's the nothing. other thing I did today. I made a Twitter for the pod so that we could oh, like wow. actually have a conversation about it. So like we give our thoughts and if people are listening, they're like, Oh, that's stupid. They could like talk back. That's a great idea. And we could, we could bring up the Twitter as we go. So people who are yeah listening as we talk. Yeah. Can, the Twitter is just, uh, can, can is give just, their opinion. Yeah. The Twitter is just, uh, at the little pod that could. There you go. All right, everybody, go follow at the little pod that could on Twitter. That's it. It's got an Instagram too, but yeah, the Twitter. Twitter's just easier to like talk and have a conversation. We could put up polls. I thought eventually we could say which, what, what do you want us to hear? What do you want to hear us talk about next? Or, you know, which movie should we watch idea, next? Yeah. Stuff like that. Twitter's just a little bit more interactive, and I'd want it to. I kind of want it to be more of like. I don't want to just be like, listen to our opinions on these things. You know, I want it to be yeah, more like, here's what we thought. What do you think? You exactly. Know? And give people a that, chance to say we're stupid or whatever. So that's, that's a great model. I mean, we, I, I definitely engaging your guys' thoughts and opinions is, I mean, what we're here for. 100%. I don't want to sit here and talk to, as much as I love Kevin. I don't want to sit here and talk to him for an hour for no reason. I want to hear what you guys have to say too. So that's what I'm saying. That's definitely want to just think, thank you for bringing me on for yeah, this and I want to thank all you guys for taking the time to listen to this. Um, yeah, right now me. we're getting about, you know, 30 to 40 listens, which I feel like is good for just starting a podcast. I feel like I'm surprised how many people are listening. I'm like, okay, my mom, me, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to count like who would be listening, but someone's listening. So thank you. Yeah. Whoever's listening. Yep, it's you. awesome. So, we appreciate yeah. you. Definitely. All right, any final thoughts? Nope. Um, I mean, that's it for me. Like I said, thank you so much, guys, for giving me the opportunity to be here, and we will holler at you this Saturday for Game of Thrones. There Don't it is. that one. Going to be big. We'll see you Saturday. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. I know I